Welcome to the Dreaming Back to the Earth podcast. We are dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. During these podcasts, we will share our unique experiences, perspectives, and practices that foster an understanding of how each dream speaks to awakening and guiding us on a personal and ecological level. Hello, everyone. I am Katrina Dreamer, and I am co-host of this podcast with Mary Kay Casper. And since I was gallivanting uh, in Norway, Iceland, and Sweden in the middle of July, Mary Kay recorded a podcast on her own, and so it's my turn to do the same. And before I get started talking about place and dreams... I wanted to mention that Mary Kay and I will be holding a workshop as part of the Cyber Dreaming Conference of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, and that's coming up uh, in September. And the really cool thing about this conference is that it's all online, and anyone who's new to the IASD can participate in the conference for free. So if you're not a member yet, of the IASD, you can sign up for this conference for free as part of your membership. And I will share the link for that conference at the end of the show so that you can sign up and participate and participate in the workshop that Mary Kay and I are doing as well as some really fun side dreaming games. So today, what I wanted to explore is the connection between place and dreams. And when I talk about place, I mean a home or any kind of inside structure as well as a place in nature. Although specifically today, we'll be talking about landscapes outside. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this subject today is related to the trip that I just took. So for a little background for people who don't know, uh, in 2011, I went on a six-month journey to various countries where my ancestors are from to explore what it would be like to be immersed in those landscapes. And I went to several countries as part of that journey. And the ones that really stuck with me the most were Scotland and Norway. And this summer, I had the chance to return to Norway. And I'll tell you a little bit about what that was like. So just to give you uh, a little more background on that, when I first landed in Norway, I had this incredible sense that I had been there before that, that actually it felt like home. It felt like a homecoming, which was so strange because I had never set foot in the country before in this body anyway. And it really started this amazing unfolding that happened while I was staying up on the Trondheim Fjord, kind of in the middle of the country. 
And I was participating in something called WOOFing, which is an acronym that stands for Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And I was staying with someone named Pararna, who is now my good friend. And he had a property called Solem up near Rura in Norway that was magical. And it bordered a forest that we would explore uh, during our downtime. And I really became very attached to this landscape. Uh, I had some transformative experiences in that forest. And already when I landed in Trondheim, which is many miles to the south of Aurora, it's about a 45 minute drive away, I was already feeling like that area was, was home, but this area in particular just really got into my bones, got into my blood. And I felt ever since I was there in 2011 that I really wanted to return. And so I was able to do that this summer. So stepping back a little bit from my personal story, I just want to give some context. Um, when I was a graduate student at JFK University in Pleasant Hill, California, I was studying a lot about dreams and a lot about eco-psychology. And as part of that, I, I started to think a lot about our relationship to particular landscapes, to particular places, and how that relationship showed up not only in waking, but also in dreaming. And I ran a project called the Terra Places Project in which uh, I presented some classes on how people could really step into a relationship with place in a deep way. One of the activities that we did as part of that year-long process was to spend time with a place, to spend time with a landscape. And it was asking people to do this for five minutes a day at the minimum. And the experiences that people had cultivating a relationship with a particular place were really extraordinary. And so it really, it solidified my interest in and my belief in the value of connecting with a particular part of the earth in that way. Some of the people chose a spot that was just in their backyard. Other people chose to look at the sky. Other people chose a body of water. And in many cases, people found parts of their internal process parts of their, um, their thinking or answers to questions they had been pondering when they went out to that landscape and were present with that landscape. And similarly, many of the people uh, in this process, this Terra Places project, found that there were connections to the place they chose in their dreams. Sometimes it was 
obvious uh, they were actually dreaming about the space. Other times the connections were more subtle, but they were there. And ever since I ran that project, this has just been something like a personal passion of mine. I will talk about it to anyone who will listen. And my own experience with this place in Norway has been that initially it felt like a safe space. It felt like a, a welcoming, nourishing place to be. And I have pictures of myself hugging trees and I spent time picking blueberries there and I hiked around. I hiked to the top of a mountain there. I uh, visited lakes and spent time in the rain. And it's, it's as if it was already in my, my blood and the connection just deepened. And there was a moment on a hike that I took very early in the morning when I was really struggling with a lot of personal issues. I went out into this forest and interestingly enough, there is a section of the forest there that has been clear cut. And I didn't realize that at the time. I decided that morning, that early morning, to take a walk into the forest to help clear my mind and maybe get some answers. And as I was walking through the forest, it suddenly opened up and here was this clear cut area and I started to cry. I felt really upset that this forest had been cut down. And it actually really mirrored how I was feeling internally. Um, I was grieving a divorce and feeling really lost. I'm not sure what was going to happen to me, <laughs> what was coming up in my life. And I did feel like kind of everything had been leveled. So I felt that the forest actually reflected me in a really deep way. And I had an experience where I really kind of let everything go and opened myself up to the forest. And I felt as soon as I allowed that release, I felt the forest in my body, in my heart hard to describe exactly what that felt like, but it did feel like I could sense or feel the entire forest. And I got this message from the forest that essentially was, it's okay. Even though you feel cut down, even though you feel leveled, there's life. There's life coming back. And when I looked with this new perspective at this clear cut, I could see that there were ferns growing everywhere. The blueberry bushes were growing. Um, moss had overtaken all the stumps. And, and actually they kind of looked like little fairy houses to me. So I could see that there was hope for me, that there was hope that there would be new life that would grow in my own clear cut forest. And I, I never forgot that experience. It was very powerful. And I have wanted to return to that forest ever since 2011. And 
wasn't sure that that would ever happen. Um, but it turns out that I was able to return. I found directions to the forest and was able to hike to the same spot where I had had that experience. And what I noticed seven years later is that the blueberry bushes had really taken over. There were so many blueberries. And it still felt as vibrant as it had the first time. And I noticed that I was also in a very different place. And I had an opportunity to thank the forest for holding me in that moment, for giving me that message. And it was again very powerful to be back there and to be able to share my gratitude with the forest. And in between those two experiences, I had a number of dreams about that forest. Um, a couple in particular were also quite powerful and had meaningful messages for me. And I, I bring up my own story to illustrate how connecting in that way with a landscape, with a place, can almost be like a relationship that we might have with a close friend or someone important to us. Um, it's, it can be a give and take. It can be um, a, a true relationship. And it does take some cultivation. It does take some um, presence and honoring. And I think we have really lost that ability in our society. I think many people will even talk about being afraid of being in nature or not wanting to spend any time outside. So I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts. One is, do you have a place right now that as I've been talking about my, one of my special places that you've been thinking, oh yeah, I have a place like that. Um, or are you thinking, wow, I, I'd really like to find a place like that. I'd really like to build a relationship with a place like that. The great news is that it is an easy thing to do. Uh, as I mentioned, many, many people chose the landscape immediately outside of where they live. So that could be a backyard, it could even be a front yard or um, a particular tree on your block. I know many people live in high rises and don't have immediate access to a patch of land. And so a tree can be a nice way to work with that limitation. Another person in the project, as I mentioned, would look at the sky every day. Uh, or maybe you're lucky enough to live by a body of water or have a park in your neighborhood or by the place where you work. And really, the, the minimum is, is, is five minutes. And, and 
it can actually really become a relationship with spending five minutes. Um, and I think the key is to really cultivate presence while you're there. So really to not be thinking about anything else, but bringing your full awareness and attention to that place. So really feeling what is it like to be there? What do you notice? What do you see? What is the bark on that tree like? How does the grass feel when you sit? What is the temperature? What are the textures you see, the colors? What are the smells? And depending on where you live, of course, that may change quite a bit over the course of a year. But showing up and being present in that way really opens you up to having a deep relationship with that place. And then you may notice that the place is reaching out to you. Not only when you take that time, take those five minutes or more to be with the place, but also at other times of the day you might think about it or it might come to you in dreams. And so I know we like to leave you with a practice. And so my um, the practice I'm leaving you with today is to find a place like that where a patch of sky or a bit of water that you can connect with and start going and connecting with it. And of course, I would always be more than happy to hear about your experiences or if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh yeah, I have an experience like that with a place that I would love to share. I love hearing those stories. So you could leave a comment on our SoundCloud page. You could send an email to dreamingbacktotheearth at gmail.com. I'll be posting this on Facebook on the Dreaming Back to the Earth page. Anywhere that you can find to connect with myself and Mary Kay, um, I'd love to hear your stories. And as promised, I'm going to share with you the URL for the Cyber Dreaming Conference. It is iasdconferences.org slash PSI 2018. So if you plug that in, you should be able to find it. You can also find the link on my personal Facebook page, Katrina Dreamer. And just want to thank you all for listening and for being here. And I wish you all a lovely day.